man. Come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Number one overall, Georgia Bulldogs, of course, <laughs> as they should be. Oh, my God, this guy. I'm going to have to listen to this all season long. Ugh. Nice. Late to work sports. 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 What up, world? Welcome to another episode of Late to Work Sports, where we have no agendas and just raw sports. I'm your host, just like in season one, Jonathan, with my co-host, Ray Ray. What up, Ray Ray? Hey, what's up, John? Let's get this season two rolling, man. Start off with a bang. It's been a while. A lot of sports finally picking back up. I'm ready to get back into it, man. Oh, yeah, man. This is my favorite time of the year. We got, you know... Thanksgiving, Halloween, Christmas, New Year's, football, basketball, you know, it's just a good time of the year, man. I love this time of the year. Playoff baseball. Busy, busy, busy. So it's uh, it's going to be a good time, man. So we got a very, very heavy football episode this uh, today. However, we also are going to sprinkle in a little MLB. I'll let you take the reins on that one since you're our... Uh, MLB guru, but uh, hey man, I'm ready to crush it if you are. Hey, let's kick it. All right then. All right, so before we get into too much of college and NFL and kind of all that, I wanted to kind of start with another little topic here, and uh, I don't know if you've seen it, man, but I'm going to try to, this season of the show, watch uh, different sports documentaries and then kind of bring them on the show and talk about them with you man i think uh it'd be kind of a little cool feature to put in there for the people to to listen so this week i watched johnny manzel's documentary i don't know if you've seen it man but it's called untold johnny football and yeah, I've, I've, I've seen it i've heard about it it's a good little watch yeah man I, i'm gonna tell you what i i like johnny football when i watched him play in college and it was kind of wild the way his career went. But I didn't know a lot of this stuff that was behind the scenes, man. So I'm, I'm going to throw some things out that i seen on there that, that caught my eye and made me go, wow, I had no clue. So I don't know if you knew this or not, but obviously he said it felt like when he was playing as Johnny football, right? He was two different people. Like Johnny Manziel and Johnny football. Johnny Manziel was just your normal person. Johnny Football, he was that winner. He was out there, that partier that everybody loved him. And he he said he liked being Johnny Football, man, but it, it actually ended up taking over. You know, they did some crazy stuff. Some of the stuff they throw out there, man, they talk about the fact that Johnny Manziel was drinking all the time after after he really became this star, this freshman Heisman winner, the first ever. You know, he was drinking all the time. They had one thing where he was showing uh, scouts and stuff. He's throwing to his agent and other people because all the wide receivers had gotten drunk the night before and couldn't perform. They had his father. I don't know if you if you remember this part, man, or for any of the listeners out there. His father actually faked a heart attack at the NFL Combine because Johnny Manziel was going to fail your analysis. That's dedication that's for your son. That's a good dad. It might be a dumb son, but that's a good dad there. Man, <laughs> he took it on the chin for the team. Hey, he did what he had to do, man. So, 
But Johnny Manziel also admitted to watching absolutely zero film hey, while in the can NFL. Hey, like Kyler. Yeah. He's busy playing God. <laughs> He's good. He's good. Uh, he, I think he plays with a short character, too. Fits his stature. Hey, that's okay, man. I bet he's got a small KD as well. Oh, my God. Well, uh, also, he, he stated that, you know, when he got to the NFL, he, he hated c- being in Cleveland. I'm not going to say he necessarily hated Cleveland or anything, but he just hated being there and that he didn't have the love of the sport anymore. And, you know, he began using illegal drugs and spiraled downhill. And he, you know, actually at one point they said, he, you know, he almost wanted to end his life. And, you know. Yeah, not worth all that. It, Yeah, just life was out of control, man. <clears throat> and here's the real thing that, that I kind of, you know, all this story and everything. But here's the thing that kind of left me with. And I, th- and I think a lot of people have been bringing this up. He said there that he took money. In college for autographs. Like, big bank. And that, you know, he was getting it after he won the Heisman and stuff, but they were just paying him money and stuff like that. Well, obviously, you know, he won his Heisman. He's admitted to it. And he got suspended back then for doing it. I think one game. I don't remember what it was. I think it was one game. More like a half or something. It was something minor. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah, it was a slap on the wrist. I don't remember exactly what he said, but it's a slap on the wrist, man. Here's where it's kind of putting everybody in uproar, and I can understand why. My boy Reggie Bush took money, and they stripped that man of everything that he did in college. Like, he didn't exist. Like, he was never there. Took his Heisman. They, got, they did away with those all those wins he had. And those wins hurt not just him. Those wins hurt the other players on that team, man. Yeah, just washed them away from the book. Yeah, like like Matt Leinart didn't do stuff, you know. Like they didn't have a good team around him. You got all these people that go through the same thing and get messed up for it. So it's either what do we do? Do we reinstate it for Reggie, or do we take it all away from Manziel? I think you give it back to Reggie. Yeah, I think that's probably the cleanest thing to do, right? I think it's the right thing to do. They said, okay, yeah. look, they said Reggie did pay for play. I'm gonna tell you what. I don't know about you, man, but money has never made me get on the field and play. Like, if I'm going to play, I'm going to play. Money's not going to make me be able to go up and catch that ball. Money's not going to make me be able to shed that tackle or make that tackle or make the interception or make the throw. Money doesn't make that happen. That's your skills. That's your you know your work ethic. That's, right. that's all that. You take this man's records away. That money didn't make Reggie Bush you know, win the Heisman. Money didn't win the Heisman for him. What he did on the field won the Heisman, and you took it from that man. And they said it's pay to play. Look, Johnny Manziel was doing it, man. Y'all can try to you know, mask it however you want. He didn't pay to play. He was still making money in a legal way, and you penalized Reggie Bush and never touched Johnny Manziel. And now he's come out and admitted to it. Straight come out and admitted to it. I don't know, man. It bothers me. I think Reggie Bush should get all his stuff back. And I think the NCAA and the Heisman and all them, now at this point, just want to stand their ground to prove a point because they don't want to look like fools. Yeah, we'll just be better for it moving forward. Yep. I don't think they want to acknowledge they made a mistake, and that's the bigger problem. That's why the NCAA, to me, is losing control of college football little by little by little. They're trying to keep it. But But they're not helping themselves. Yeah, I think they're going to lose it over time, man. 
But I'll tell you, I can say that. one thing I noticed in this documentary, this documentary shows that fame can really destroy a person. Some people can handle the pressure. Some people can't. And he'll he'll tell you in there, man, it was just, the pressure was just too much. So anybody who hasn't watched that documentary, if you're a fan of football, I'm telling you right now, go check it out. It's a, it's got some laughs. It's funny. And I mean, it's really lets you kind of dig into what it's like to be a nobody to thrust into the stardom and, and the struggles that these people go through trying to adapt to that lifestyle. So, I liked it, man. I liked it. I, I yeah, I, no, it's it's it shed light on some stuff for sure. Yeah. So, all right, enough enough running my well, suck about a documentary. Let's roll well, into the real the, the documentary. The documentary side, real quick. Can we touch on the Cleveland thing? Can we blame him for not wanting to play in Cleveland? <laughs> I don't blame him for not wanting to play. I, mean, in I don't. Cleveland. I don't think I'd want to play in Cleveland either. Oh I mean, man, it's one thing to make it next level, but let's just out, out of all the teams. I don't, I don't know if Cleveland's the place I'd want to go. Is there a team worse? What, what team do you think would be worse to go to? Uh, I mean, honestly, probably Cincinnati as well. I just feel like out of all these great places you could go, these like heavily landlocked ones would just be a hard one to go to. Well, that's because even though you're a Georgia boy, you dip down to my hometown in PCB a little bit. It's six hours you're away. You're used to that water. That's what it, I'm saying. Six, yeah, I think you get... You get thrust up into a Wapiton, North Dakota, or something. How oh much? You yeah. know, where are we going? <laughs> like, but it's like when you yeah, think about exactly. all the teams. Like, I could get paid to live in Miami. I could get paid to live in California. Like, there's all these great places. Even if you come to Atlanta, as crappy as it can be, like city wise, again, you're six hours away in a drive. What to about any Green ocean. Bay? Would Green Bay where you be where you want to be? The frozen tundra. I see now as a Georgia boy, no man, because that's cold as heck. I mean, I'm gonna be free. I'm gonna be that guy on the sideline that's got all the jackets underneath the heater. Until what do you think this? Out. You think this Florida boy wants to be there? I've only seen no, snow like you, three I mean, times, and it was just enough you know, to cover the ground. At least we can say with the Green Bay team, there's a rich history there. Okay, so like at least I'm going to a team with a good history, not a team that's never hosted a Super Bowl yet alone played in one. I was gonna say if you're wanting a rich history, Cleveland's got a rich history. They have a lot of number one draft picks overall. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of losing seasons. You Uh. don't have much to live up to, and you can be a star in Cleveland. So, I mean, you know, the bar's not set real high. I mean, same could be said about the Texans. So, I mean, there's a few teams. There's like a good three or four teams I would just be like, again, I'd be happy I made it to the NFL, but I'd also be like, dang, is the team I'm going to. Do you want to play? Let me just ask you because uh, I'm sure my boy Silva is going to listen to this. Uh, do you want to play for the Georgia Bulldogs pro NFL team or no? You talking about me, an Eagle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Philly's got a rich history, just uh, just American wise, you know, and, and I'm big on big on history. So yeah, I'd, I'd be good playing the Steagles. You going to go play for the Steagles? The Steagles. Yeah, when the Eagles and the Steelers. Combined. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the old right. Steagles. The, uh, that was World War Two, wasn't it? Uh, something like that. Pushed them together. Way yeah, I'll back. Go be a when. Philly. I go be a Philly dog though. No problem with that. A Philly dog. That's what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Well, uh huh. Well, all right. Anyway, let's I'm, roll. I'm glad we talked about that and had to get. I had to get that one off my chest. Oh, that was. I, I don't blame. That you. was heavy weight on your chest. I could tell. Oh, it, it was. I was sweating <laughs> over here. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's run through Week One matchups since uh, it is starting 
And by the time this episode comes out, one day, but obviously we record the night before, so two days for us right now. And uh, I'm going to run through the things, man. I'm going to go ahead and give you uh, my little piece on it. You give me, you want to say your little piece on it? You got anything to say? Cool. If not, just give me your 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 winner, loser of that game, and we'll roll on to the next one. How's that sound? Uh, that sounds great. All right. Just so you know, that's that's recruiting lingo. That's I'm testing for yes. I keep I failed that on my my uh, recruiting test over and over and over because I didn't reflect what this will do for you, all that good stuff. So, if you're a recruiter in the Marine Corps, you'll understand what I'm talking about. So I'm sure there's a lot of pain there. Oh, dude. Yeah. What this will do all for right, you? Let's roll. Week one, we got the Detroit Lions going to play the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday night prime football. Now, Detroit is coming off a season where they had the fourth best offense in terms of yards. But KC is coming off a season where they had the number one offense in terms of yards. Detroit had the worst defense last year. While KC, they were right outside of top tens in terms of yards. Detroit did beef up their defense a little bit, man. But I'm going to tell you what. It's, it's Kansas City. I mean... Detroit, I do think that you're you're going to be a little better this year, but I don't think you're going to come out the gate knocking off Kansas City. I just don't. So, with that being said, I got Kansas City winning this one. What's your take? Yeah, I, I, no arguments here. You just can't ever count Patrick Mahomes out. This is the one team, the Chiefs. You can always say go seventeen and zero, and you're just more surprised when they lose two or three games than win the other thirteen or fourteen. They are pretty nasty uh, right now, so okay, well. I just don't, okay, I just don't agree with that one. Out, man. That's a dog. Okay. All right. Uh, so this one, man, I don't know. Uh, I don't know which one you have on this one, but this one is the Panthers at Atlanta playing the Falcons. So offensively, both teams were kind of rough last year. Um, I do think the Falcons. We'll make a move forward with Ritter getting a full year and a full-time starter and Kyle Pitts not being hurt to start you know, Ritter's career and him having a little bit of action under his belt with no pressure last year. Because honestly, I mean, you really didn't have much pressure last year because the playoffs contention, I mean, you really, yeah, you may have made the playoffs, but you were probably going to get smoked because you weren't a very good team last year overall compared to the, the rest of the NFC. Bryce Young, to be honest with you, man, I think he's going to get hurt if that line cannot figure out how to block for him. There's some big boys in the NFL, and when he played in his preseason game week one, he got smacked left and right, almost everything. So I do think it's a close game because it is division rivals, obviously. However, I'm going to say the Falcons win this one, man. What's your take on this? So I can't root against the home team, so uh, obviously I I'm, going to pick, I'm going to pick the Falcons to pull it out. I do think it's going to be another battle. I think the Falcons are going to have to go through this year at first of let's just not lose games because I don't think the Falcons know how to win yet in the terms of we still will lose games over winning them or letting other teams beat us. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I agree. Because so, that, that seems to be I, what has plagued us for the past year or two. It isn't the fact that we haven't ever had teams or players. We have some studs on the team. We just don't. I just feel like we don't use them, or we just figure out how to let the other team win and give it away. I don't think I don't know if we necessarily use them to their strength. Sometimes, yeah. Kyle Pitts needs to be thrown to. He needs to be fed. If you don't feed John him, Robinson's he's going, going to, to leave fed. in free agency. If you don't feed him, one hundred percent. 
and I, I couldn't blame them. I'd leave too. I'd go somewhere where it, I can actually play my game. Yeah, because this isn't the Matt Ryan offense no. that we've seen, that we got so accustomed to. You know, not last year anyways. We'll see how this year plays out because Ritter does throw the ball more. He's not like Mariota ran a lot, and I get it. They're going to be, our identity is rushing. Well, Arthur Smith, if your identity is rushing, you better figure out something else really quick too because I'm going to tell you right, no team recently has won a Super Bowl being a rushing team. We'll try so, to rewrite the book. You better figure it out. I mean, but. he's trying, but... I think we'll squeak by on this one, though, just because Bryce Young is going to have that inexperience. And like you said, just being that youngness, I think we'll show week one he's going to have to get those Mm -hmm. jitters out. I agree. I agree. All right, so again, early Sunday, we had the Texans going to play the Baltimore Ravens. So, hey, man, I'm pretty sure we're going to be the same on this one, too, because it's honestly hard. These first three games, it's hard to really, unless you got upset alert, it's hard to pick against them. I got the Ravens obviously winning this one. Texans are going to do Texans things. Like you said during the draft, man, no matter who they would pick up, they still had many holes to fill. They did not fill all those holes. How could you? I think the Ravens are going to come out strong. They actually got some weapons for Lamar Jackson. So now's Lamar Jackson's year to show us, are you a running back playing the quarterback position or are you a quarterback that can run? We're gonna see this year. So, but I got I got Ravens winning game one and starting the season one and zero. What's your thoughts? Yeah, you know, so with Lamar being my fantasy quarterback this year in our league, obviously I'm hoping that he's gonna go out there and, and be a stud. But I do think the Ravens finally took up where they can actually give him a chance to show, like I got guys to throw it to. You know, like we can let's get out here and ball, get out here and play a game. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I agree. The Texans, like I said, they just they can't go wrong. Every year with draft, every year with free agency, it's really hard to mess up when you just got so many things you got to fill up. Uh, and then again, I think inexperience as their quarterback is going to hurt them here. So with Lamar being in the league for what five years now, and the Ravens just being a more put together team, I think this is an easy week one win for the Ravens. Okay, okay. Is a is it thunder in there? Oh uh, yeah, just a little bit. Get a little <laughs> thunder in the background. I heard that. Oh, boy. Well, uh, next the next game we got, man, also in the uh, early morning slots, or early afternoon slots, rather, we have the Bengals going to play your Browns. So, first year with Watson as the quarterback. Burroughs is coming off an ankle injury that he, stayed, that he got, you know, before the season. However, I don't know if the Browns have 100% figured it out yet. I'm... I'm I'm still kind of wondering, the Bengals are a team that are Super Bowl contenders the past few years. Is Burrow's ankle, is it good? I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, what do you, who do you got on this one before I throw my pick out? Who you got? Uh, so, as my lights flicker and the thunder rumbles, I'm going to go with the Browns, actually, believe it or not. <laughs> I'm going to go against the Bengals on this one, and more Ooh. so of at, at what cost. So Nick Chubb has been very steady year in, year out, never been the number one guy, but he's he usually like top top five every single time and usually top three every single time. And he's that quiet mm-hmm. workhorse, so that's really why you don't see him much. So I think it's one of those, like, at what cost? And is it going to be at the cost on the back of Nick Chubb? Deshaun Watson has proven, while at Clemson in early years, he's not a bad quarterback. Everyone's a bad quarterback on the Texans. I don't care who you are. It's just hard out there. So I think if Deshaun comes in and he shows, hey, allegations aside and issues aside, I'm out here, I can I can ball out, they'll be good to go. 
And also lean on the fact that Joe Burrow was still sacked close to 50 times last year, was he not? Uh, Something. That's it, a it set was, I had to look up. It, it was up there again. I just remember it, was, I don't, it wasn't as much as the year prior. But I think his body is just going to be so worn out so soon, and he might be a little timid with that ankle, is what I'm going to say. So he's going to have to get back into comfortability and not want to get re-injured week one. Okay, well, you know I can't go against my boy Joe Cool, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pick the Bengals to to take this one. Uh, I did not even think about Nick Chubb, and I don't know how I didn't think about him because he is he was my number one pick in the draft this year. So he was solid for me the last two years in the play or in the fantasy football league. So I don't know how I didn't think about him, but I uh, uh, 41 I, sacks by the way last year. Ooh, ouch. I, I I don't think the Browns, off the top of my head, I don't follow them, but off the top of my head, I don't think the Browns have the team to put the pressure on all the weapons the Bengals have on offense. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Browns start out one and oh. So You mean oh and one? No, sir. No, sir. One and oh. The Brown the Browns start out one and oh? Oh, the Bengals, that, yeah. Oh, okay, there you go. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Hey, I thought man, you were trying you, to. You just, got, you just got orange on your mind. That's it. That's it. Maybe I want to go eat or something. I don't know. Hey, who knows? Next, we got uh, the Jaguars going to play the Indianapolis Colts and also an early Sunday game. So, my thoughts, man Jags are riding high after last year's uh, playoff spot that they took right in the last game of the season. And then, not only that, they come back and had the biggest playoff comeback in NFL history and beat the Chargers. I think the Colts are still trying to figure it out. I don't expect JT to crush it. I I honestly don't even know if he'll play. He's been sitting out. They just came out today and said they're not trading him. I I don't know, man. There's a lot of drama on that end. Richardson Richardson still looks rough to me. I, I don't think he's a polished quarterback. I don't think he's ready to compete week one. I think the Jaguars are getting better each year. Calvin Ridley has helped them out. So I think right now the Jags have all the answers while the Colts are still looking for them. So I'm going to give this one to the Jaguars. What is your thoughts? Hey, yeah. Uh, so like I've always been saying, Sunshine's coming out to be the quarterback that everyone thought he was going to be originally. So what is this, his actual third year? But truly it's his second year. We're still giving him that discount Urban Meyer <laughs> year. So oh I, I, I think they're the better team, man. And like you said, Richardson does look rough right now. But honestly, all these guys, all these quarterbacks that came out of the draft, have all looked rough, even in preseason. I mean, they've mm-hmm. all had moments of greatness, but they've all struggled. So just just giving off of that, going off the drama with JT, I think the Jags just, you know, they're out of their drama era, and they're in their let's play football era. And Sunshine yep. having, like you said, Ridley. Ridley's looked really good in practice. has looked really fast, and he looks like his, he's ready to play. So, yeah, I'm going to give an edge to I Jags. wouldn't know. I haven't seen him play in a while. Yeah, I know. He's been too busy gambling. I'm bitter in case you're curious. Uh, Next game we got is... (laughs) Next game is uh, Buccaneers at the Vikings up in Minnesota. We got... uh, I think Buccaneers right now may got an identity crisis. The Vikings got Kirk Cousins. And I don't know, is it it in Cousins we trust? Uh, Hey, man, after after the quarterback documentary on Netflix, I don't know if you've seen that one. Uh, I love me some... Dude, I love me some Kirk Cousins. Great dude. I'm not going. You just have to go watch it, figure it out. 
You like some Kurt Duggins, huh? I may have to watch oh, that yeah. one. Oh, yeah. No, great dude. Great dude. I may have to he, watch he that He lives one. football. It's crazy. When you watch it, you'll see that this dude lives and breathes football. Like, he's sold out to it. I ain't mad at him. I I think the Vikings, they still have the pieces to be nasty this year, too. And the Bucks, they don't even have a franchise quarterback right now. Yeah, With that being I mean, said... I wouldn't be surprised if we see a quarterback battle during this game, meaning like if we see one play one half and the other play the next. With that being said, though, the Buccaneers, I don't count them out of this game 100%. It's it, This one, on paper, yes, the Vikings do look tougher. But I just feel like, I mean, we've seen Baker come in, what was it, like, something like two days before to play for the Rams and won the game yeah, with the I mean, Rams, was, a team that was horrible yeah. last year. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that's one thing you can't take from him. He'll show up and shine out of nowhere. So this one's tough for me, man. Who, who do you got for this one first? Uh, oh, 100% the Vikings. I just think that you can't have a quarterback identity crisis. The difference with the Rams is what, injuries? Injuries is one thing, but mm-hmm. a true quarterback crisis of like, wow, we can't figure out who to actually put in first is another issue altogether because that's an actual confidence issue. So I'm going to go with the Vikings as well. However, I am going to say this. If Baker shows up to play like the Baker Mayfield we know that he can be, where he's out there killing it and making the plays. You're talking about like Oklahoma uh, prime Baker Mayfield? The the Oklahoma, the where, when he was actually doing pretty good with the Browns, yeah. when he came in and two days later, you know, won it for the Rams, a team that was historically bad last year. Like when so he's is this done the next these Fitzpatrick? things. Huh? Is this the next Fitzpatrick? Could be. Could be where I he mean, has flash of greatness only- and. Well, I, yeah. the rainbow quarterback, man, he's played for – he's been the starting quarterback for four different teams in two calendar years. That's wild. That's wild. So, I uh, – yeah. This one it, – it's hard for me to, to go for the Bucks because they're in my division, so I'm not going to really go for them. Um, but I do think that if Baker shows up, the Vikings are going to have a tough time competing because Baker can play when Baker's ready to play, and he's got some targets. He's got some targets, so Godwin, Evans, there's some pretty good receivers, as much as I hate to say it. So We're just going to have to see how this one plays out. Yeah, this one's going to be one of them ones. So. All right, so the next one, man, we got Tennessee Titans heading to play the New Orleans Saints, also an early Sunday game. Saints do seem like a complete team. Titans are looking for weapons for Tannehill. Is D-Hop that guy? I don't know. Even though on paper the Saints look to be the stronger team, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. I got an upset alert with the Saints this week. And here's why. Sound the sirens. I believe the Saints. Huh? Sound the sirens. Sound the upset sirens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, I don't think, I don't think the Saints got the right coaching for this team right now. And Derek Carr is new, so maybe that's going to change it, right? But I, I just don't think they do. Um. And I don't think they're going to show up week one. Even though historically week one they've shown up and they've been really good. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say upset alert, tighten up. They start out 1-0. Man. What's your thoughts? Cordova's going to start screaming tighten up when you get to that part. Oh, 100%. Uh, so, 
So uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw out the actual oddball in this one. This teams are going to start off with the tie in the NFL. D-Hop is not that guy. Uh, oh. Titans is where the receivers go to die in their career. They're, they're, oh there's no more God. career once you get there. It's just, it's just over for you at this point. If you're drafted there, you have a chance. If you get free agents there, uh, it's pretty much over. So I think you're right when it comes to the Saints. I think, uh, who is it? Is, is Carr there now? That's what you said? I can't remember. There's been some um, shakeups now. Is it is it Carr or is it Jimmy Garoppolo? Oh, it's Jimmy G's the Raiders, <laughs> so it's Carr. Look, I, I know. I know that you said they're one and the same. They're interchangeable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I'm forever messed up with that. And you are too. <laughs> no, nah, I knew. I knew it was Carr. I just had to mess you. Remember, I'm the one that calls them Derek and David. I always struggle to figure out oh, yeah. which brother it you is. You don't even know what brother it is. So I'm gonna go with the actual the, the tie on this one and say that due to the Titans having Paul Paul with blown out knees running the ball still, and Tanner Hill not being willing to train anybody to take over his position as he is also getting up there with a walker and the Saints having coaching stuff going on. I'm just going to say, let's let's go for the tie. Oh, wow, that's wild. Okay. All right, now we, next we got San Francisco 49ers heading to the East Coast to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. No Trey Lance in the Bay Area anymore. No worries. 49ers are still a monster of a team. Pittsburgh is going to be better this year, I think. But I don't think they're going to be in midseason form. On week one, Niners win it. What's your thoughts? So this is going to be the true year of telling for a Purdy, right? Like if he a one-hit wonder kind of band, but uh, mm-hmm. or is he going to have another stellar album, right? I would make a band <laughs> reference, but I can't think of anybody. Like I think uh, Men in Hats is one of them that had been a one-hit wonder. What? I'd never even heard of them. Oh, yeah, don't worry. I'll have to look up the song for you, but some of y'all understood. <laughs> I can't think of the song right now. But uh, So will he be that or will he be Journey? Will he be on top of the world? We'll see. So which one is he going to be? I I don't disagree. I think the Steelers will show that they're not going to start off strong. I think they'll be midseason probably, though, by week four or five. I think they'll hit their stride. I'm not counting out George Pickens for anything. That guy has still been absolutely stupid and seems like he can make any quarterback look like the best thing ever. He can definitely hit a block. So so you got – who do you got then? Who do you got? I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna edge it out and say that due to the extreme talent on the Niners of CMC and Kittle and all of that, I think Debo. they're barely. Oh yeah, and Debo. I think they're gonna win, but it's gonna be a close game. I'm gonna say seven point spread. Oh, okay. I got Debo in the draft too. I picked him up. I couldn't believe he was out there. So next we got uh, Arizona Cardinals going to play the the Washington whatever they're called this year. So uh, safety dance, by the way, is the Men Without Hats song. The you can dance if you want to. Oh my gosh, that's you can them. Your friends behind. Yeah, that's them. Oh, man, that song's old. Show yeah, your so age. That could, that could be Purdy. Yeah, show your age some more. Why don't you? I definitely wasn't born in 1982 or old enough to be able Whoa. to hear that. 82. That's when it came out. Yeah. Oh man, my boy, uh, my boy Presley. He was born in 1982, I believe. He's ancient. So, well, uh, like I said, Arizona. Going to play Washington, and I guess they're the commanders this year. We'll see. Ah, the Washington identity crisis. Yep. So, bad versus bad. Cardinals got a defense in the bottom half last year. Washington had a top five defense in yards allowed last year. Washington did have a slightly better offense last year, but not by much. Only two spots higher in yards. 
This one's hard for me to pick, man. So I'm gonna go ahead and let you go ahead and throw it out there first. Are you going with the Leprechaun or are you going with the Identity Crisis? Uh, we're gonna go with the Identity Crises just because uh, in Sam Howell we trust, and mainly it's the defense. I think that's what Washington has to ride off of is who they got on defense, man. It's still a nasty line. It's not a bad backfield, but oh my God, they're gonna need Jesus when it comes to the offense. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna go with the Washington football team as well um cardinals we'll lost <laughs> the cardinals <laughs> lost stuff and uh, i don't think they got better i do think washington got better so well, yeah, i'm gonna have to go with washington. Regressed. murray's 100 well, percent regressed as a as a quarterback too well it's because he hasn't watched any film lately he's playing cod look so. if they put that feel if he would die in cod instead of getting a kill cam he got film dude would be a genius that's what they got to do, man. They got to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, they, they, they just got to call Activision up and have them code that in for Kyler. Uh, man, you can't even get Activision to answer your emails. They definitely ain't going to do that. I, they will for the um, NFL. There's enough money. They buy enough copies. I'm about to say, they may. It's all about money with them. So That's right. Next, we got uh, next starting this second round of games for the day, we got the uh, Green Bay Packers going to play the Chicago Bears, my boy Presley's team. Duh, Bears. So, this game is going to answer a lot of questions in the league, I believe. First, is Fields a bust, or can he grow like Jalen Hurts did? Secondly, is Love the answer, or are the Packers going to hurt without Rodgers and need to move on from Love? I think we're going to see two different teams on both sides of the ball than we're used to, honestly. We're used to a Bears team that just runs and has a bunch of turnovers. Uh, I'm not going to say they're not going to have turnover. But I think they're going to pass a little more than we're used to seeing in recent years. And I think that Green Bay is going to have to rely on the run a little bit more than in recent years. Mm, AJ Dillon better warm up them legs. Yeah, he better get them legs moving. So this one's a little tough for me, man. Who you got winning this one? All right, so I'll say this. I got to give the history. I was very salty with Justin Fields when he left Georgia for not starting as a freshman. However, I have grown to get over that after two wins in a row for titles. I have moved on, and I have matured as a person. So it's hard for me not to want to pull for the Georgia boy, especially when I've seen him play in high school. Uh, so, you know, I, I, got my, I got my moment of glory in his highlight reel. As you see me, I can see myself in it. I'll, point, I'll send it to you one day. I'll circle me in there. Um, so that's my claim to fame, <laughs> to knowing you, Justin, for one day when you hear this. This is me now rooting for you. Uh, so I'm a pull for him, man. As, as a Georgia boy, I love to see you know that hometown hero kind of crap. So I, I think with him having who is DJ Moore, mm-hmm. yep. yeah, I also have him in fantasy. So this is kind of a double sided coin for me. Uh, that and I just do not care for the cheeseheads. Ooh, okay, throw that hate out then. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Bears as well. The Bears. The Bears. I think. I I honestly think the Bears are gonna be a much better team this year. For mm-hmm. anybody that's screaming uh, Super Bowl bound, I think you need to be are they tested. On the right path, on the right path though. But they are in the right direction. Their GM, who by the way was an offensive lineman for them, an undrafted offensive lineman at one point, that man has made it to the top of the pinnacle. However, I, I think he's making some moves, man. I, I really, really like what I've seen with this dude. So I'm gonna go with the Bears win this one as well. So the Packers' only advantage is if history repeats itself. <laughs> it has done a lot. Aaron Rodgers owns them, remember? That's right. So, next, we got uh, 
are they Los Angeles or are they Oakland or are they Las Vegas? I don't know. The Raiders going to play the Denver Broncos. Silver, baby. You didn't know they what? I said they're just black and silver. That's, That's all I it. Know. That's it. Moving around. So they're uh, they're going to play Denver Raiders. You know, and that goes. Uh, them two hate each other. So questions. Can the Broncos score a passing touchdown? Will Russell Wilson continue to decline? Can Sean Payton fix that team? Yes to all of them. The Raiders will come in and play a good game, but I feel like Sean Payton can fix this team over time. I don't know if Russell Wilson's going to be in that fix, though, but I think he's going to have a decent first game at least. This one I'm torn against a little bit. Um, I don't really know. I'm going to go with... I would say probably the upset alert, and I'm going to say Denver wins week one. Sound the alarm. Uh, but I may I may regret that move. Wee wee. What you think? So, so I'm going to be on the other side of, of this and pull for the Raiders, uh, mainly because I think that Jimmy G, with his two Super Bowl rings, is going to power them through <laughs> to their to their first win. And then I think it's like it's going to take time, right? We haven't seen enough, or at least I haven't seen enough, with what Sean Payton's been doing with Russell Wilson. Has Russell still been getting his own, like, treatment? Is he still, like, treated like he's the man amongst boys when in reality, you know, he's he's not. And I think that's part of what Denver's issue was last year is Russell was not a part of the team, and the team did not want Russell a part of them because, you know, he just separated mm-hmm. himself so much. I think Denver might fix it, but it's going to be too late. I think next year will be a better year for Denver, but I think Broncos country will continue to cry this year, and I think that Russell may have his sous chef, and he may cook, but I think that uh, Sean Payton is going to fire him before too long. Okay, okay, yeah. I can see it. Next we got the Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins, going to play the Los Angeles Chargers. That just sounds weird. I feel like I should still be saying San Diego Chargers, but the Los Angeles Chargers. This is also a late Sunday game. Both these teams are honestly interested to me, man. Not going to lie to you. I think both can be great teams. I also think both teams can be busts at times. I do think that even though the Dolphins are going from one coast to the other, I think two of being healthy, they're a tough team to defend. They got a lot of power. On them, and I think they got they got you know two speed demons of wide receivers, two as long as he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. I I think the Chargers can be good. I think mm-hmm. uh, I think all Hubie can be decent. I think Hubie can be good, but I do think that they're going to have to break in you know their newest receiver. They're also going to have to blow the dust and cobwebs off some of their older receivers. So with that being said. Dolphins win week one. Okay. Yeah, well, you definitely don't want to take Tua to the ground with him doing that. the the BJJ. I'm sure he's just going to start choking out players now. So people like Miles <laughs> Garrett need to watch out before they start taking helmets off of him because I don't think it's going to end too well for him. But uh, that being said, I think the Chargers are going to edge it out as long as Austin Eckler mm, uh, okay. continues to put the team on his back, as we saw last year. Eckler definitely earned his money and earned fantasy points for a lot of people. Uh, that is one reason why I will say I agree. Why didn't we pay – or why didn't you pay Eckler more? Your team's only really been relevant because of him. 
Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it to the Chargers. I don't count out Hubie when it comes to things, but I do agree he has flashes of greatness. But I think he's going to have to prove why they just paid him stupid amount of money. Okay. Okay. Next, we got the Eagles going to New England, which isn't far away, to play the Patriots. I mean, I don't think we even really have to argue this one. Eagles are no. going to win this, man. Yeah, Eagles, Eagles are defending NFC champs. The Pats missed the playoffs last year. Zeppi is out of New England, so there's no quarterback controversy there, right? Mac Jones is the man now. I don't know if Mac Jones is the man, though, to be honest well, with you. Well, he's, he's the QB1, but all right, that's about all we can say. Yeah, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it, man. The Pats are not good enough to beat the NFC juggernaut in Philly. No. Silva, your team's going to win week one. They're going to yep. start out good. And yeah, I don't know. Start if, off. I don't think you got an argument there. No, there, there's nothing to be said there. I mean, if anything, that's going to be the upset that no one saw coming. That's going to be the shakeup, if if anything. There's the, the Patriots are just in a disarray ever since losing Brady. I think we'll be saying that for a while to come. Yeah, I I, I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. I don't think Mac no. Jones is the answer. So no. All right, next, L.A. Rams. And the Seattle Seahawks, they aren't going far. They're just going north. Geno Smith versus Matt Stafford. Talk, there's been talks that Matt Stafford can't even remember his teammates' names. So, is he going to remember the plays? Is he going to remember what he needs to do in certain situations? Is that second nature? Is this just something new changing him? You know, he's not used to. What's going on? Are we going to get the same version of Matt Stafford that we got last year? Are we going to get the same version of Geno Smith we got last year? Is he still not riding back? Time will tell, but I think in week one, Hawks win it. What's your thoughts? So I think this is going to be a tell of the tape kind of thing. We're going to learn a lot from both of these teams week one. I think if Stafford goes out there and struggles, like, and I mean struggles, right, he'll, he'll get to play, I think, for a little bit longer. I think the team's kind of ready because they've already tried to renegotiate with him to just put him on the back burner and move on. But unfortunately, moving on is not a much better option because we saw that Stetson Bennett did struggle in his last game against first stringers throwing three picks and three drives. But again, in the NFL, you can't let that stuff define you, right? Otherwise, that's how you do mm-hmm. work your way out. Uh, the the whole not remembering your teammates' name thing, as a veteran quarterback at a place you've been for two years, how many new guys can you really have? I mean, I really I really don't know. Like, how many new guys could there be? That seven, eight, nine? How many relevant yeah. guys? I mean, how how do you yeah. not do that? He said he was struggling with their names, so he made a social Especially. media account. That's what I'm hearing. Especially as a captain. I mean, that's probably a good reason to make a social media or whatever. You need to remember people's names however you can. So, oh my God, their names are on the back of their jerseys when you play. Maybe they're on a first-name basis, John. I don't know. God. And then uh, when you when we look at Gino, I think Gino's in the same boat because they paid him, what, 36 mil for three years, something like that? Yep. So I think Gino's going to have to figure out. Obviously, that's a small contract for a QB. It's enough to keep him locked in if we can't figure out something, but small enough to cut him. Uh, I want to believe in Geno. The comeback player stuff is pretty cool. So I'm going to edge it out to the Hawks just because the Rams, uh, I'm, not, I'm counting on them being like last year for a little bit. Okay, okay. I, I can't argue with you. Next, and during prime time, of course, imagine this, the Cowgirls versus the New York Giants, of Say course. Say it ain't so. And, and this new anybody-can-get-prime-time game, the Cowboys have prime time. Say it ain't so. Yeah, you know the Cowboys and Giants are always going to be in prime time, along with Pittsburgh oh, yeah. and Green Bay. Always. I'm surprised. See, are the Chiefs aren't in it. Well, they are, Thursday night. 
Oh, yeah, it is. Hello, we're back. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, like I said, Cowgirls versus Giants. Mm. I, I don't really know too much to say about this game, to be honest with you, man. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it's a Cowboys game to win or lose. The Cowboys had the firepower to win the game. They also had the firepower to lose the game. Which one of these teams are going to show up? I'm going to go ahead for my man past or I'm going to go ahead and pick his Cowboys to beat the Giants week one. I don't know if I'm going to regret that because I don't know how Dak's going to play. But I'm going to say Cowboys week one. Who do you got? This is their first year without Zeke, isn't it? Correct. Cowboys. Man, see, so that's that's good for the Cowboys. That's bad for the Giants because Zeke was a great guy at getting one yard and then just giving up pretty much. Um, but I can't pull for the Cowboys. <laughs> I just I just can't do it. Can't pull for that one star. From this point forward, I, I can't say in the past I've ever said the Cowboys. But this point forward, uh, I have the Cowboys going 0 for 17 every single time. I'm not going to pick them <laughs> for pretty much anything. If it's Green Bay, you're going to hear the coin flip as a uh, – it goes off to decide, and that's not me picking. That's just I'm a Harvey Two-Face, that thing. And whatever it picks is what it picks. So for that reason alone, I'm going to pull for Danny Dimes and Saquads with the New York Giants. You know why uh, You know why the Cowboys only have one star on their helmet, right? Oh, why is that? That's their rating. That's a, that's a bad rating. <laughs> is that why the Commanders have four under theirs or something like that? One out of five stars. It's a must-see. Next, uh, on the final Monday night game, we got the Bills versus the new-look New York Jets. This is a matchup to watch, I believe. It's one of my games to watch, I think. Uh, is Aaron Rodgers all that? And can he beat the Bills team that seems to be great in the regular season but falls apart in the playoffs? Are the Bills just a one-man wrecking crew with... Josh Allen, and when he gets hurt, that's game over. Well, it is week one, so the Bills should play good, right? But this is the new look New York Jets, so they got a lot of firepower. To me, they got more firepower than the Bills, at least offensively. It's hard to argue, so I'm going to go ahead with this being the last game of the week. I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to you and say, who do you have winning Monday Night Football? I mean, so like the rest of them, I have to dissect it. So the Jets obviously have done well when it comes to drafting because they had the rookie of the year and of uh, on both sides of the ball, right? It was Sauce Gardner and uh, who was the, who was the other one? But I just know it was both sides of the ball, right? Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. I do. They had they had both. Yep. Yeah, much much love to who I can't remember. I'm sorry. There's too many names. Just call <laughs> me Matt Stafford, I guess. But we're not teammates. So. It's just hard because Aaron Rodgers is is a good player. I think we've seen that. But it's like you said, the Bills at the very beginning of the season always play like, oh, this is this is their year. They're going to do it. And then the Bills just go, hey, guys, you know it would be awesome if we just let down all the fans and we just blew it. <laughs> so, and then, But they're still having issues with uh, with Diggs. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to edge it out to the Jets. I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers is out there. He's doing that cigarette-smoking, tossing thing with, I believe, Sauce Gardner. So – he walked mm-hmm, in there day one as he immediately like loved by all. Obviously, he doesn't have any issues with Zach Wilson because dude said, I'm just here to ball out and then hand it over to him. So, due to the team chemistry that is giving off, he probably also did the Hawashua or whatever with everybody, so I guess everyone's probably loving him. So, I'm going I'm to give it to the Jets. I'm going to edge it out and say that this is the Jets' total year that everyone's just sold out to Rodgers on that team. 
Okay. I can uh, I can get behind that. I'm going to say it's week one and the Bills are going to be in true week one form. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I'm going to say the Bills win. That one's a hard one. I think the Jets are going to be the better team at the end of the year. I think a lot they'll, of good week ones. That you say they are or aren't? There, there are a lot of good week one games. Oh, yeah. Close ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about the Bills. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, with all that being said, man, go ahead. What is your game to watch for week one? Out of all of these, mm-hmm. man, that's that's what that's like sixteen games to pick from. Man, I, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say. All right, give me one or two then. What, what, one what or are, two? Yeah, give me one or two. What do you think? So I think just for the sheer fact of of the the Bucks figuring out their quarterback, I think that would be fun to watch. Not just from the whole it will be a battle standpoint, mm-hmm. but just from uh, what's their game plan going into it. I think we'll get to learn a lot from them because again, I think we'll see a quarterback battle on the field. So I'm going to have to go with the Bucks on that one. But then I would really say the 49ers and Steelers because it's interesting to see is Kenny Pickett and George Pickens going to come out and run that Steelers offense. And will Matt Purdy flop or will he continue to fly? So maybe not as competition-wise games to watch, but just to see how players themselves will pan out. Did you say Brock Purdy? Yeah. Okay. Just make sure I need to hear you correctly. What did I say? Did I, I think you say Purdy? I think you said Matt Purdy. I might have, but yeah, Brock. <laughs> you just thinking of Matt Stafford. It's okay. We've said hey, a lot man, of names I got, so far. I got names on my Yeah, I'm better at names than him. <laughs> well, uh, my games to watch, man, are the Dolphins and Chargers. I want to see if both of one. these offenses can be explosive. And I'm going to say probably the Packers and Bears. I want to see that one. I want to see what both how both these are going to look. How's that new look offense for both of these going to look? And then, of course... These rivals, yeah, of of course, I got to throw it out there. Panthers, Falcons, are the Falcons going to take a step forward? Is Bryce Young the saver for the Panthers? That is my NFL games to watch. We'll see. We shall see. So, with that, let's go ahead and move on to college football rankings, man. We'll go ahead and shout these out, and uh, let me just we'll shout them out, man. And then I'm going to tell you what you, you tell me if you think, uh, any of these teams are ranked too high, too low. What's your thoughts? So number one, overall Georgia Bulldogs, of course, as they should be. <laughs> oh my God, this guy, I'm gonna have to listen to this all season long. Ugh. uh, number two is Michigan. Do you got something, some sound effect for them or no? I don't know how to make a badger noise. <laughs> <laughs> Our Wolverine noise. My bad. Wolverine. Wolverine. My bad. Yeah. Whoa. Calm down. They're not. They're not Wisconsin. Uh, then you got number three Ohio State, four Alabama, five LSU, six USC, seven Penn State, eight Florida State, nine Clemson, ten Washington. All right, that's our top ten. And then we yeah. got a uh, Texas eleven, Tennessee twelfth, mm-hmm. Notre Dame thirteen, Utah, Utah, Utah. Utah, 14, <laughs> Oregon, 15, Kansas State, 16, TCU, 17, Oregon State, 18, Wisconsin, 19, Oklahoma, 20, North Carolina, 21, Ole Miss, 22, Texas A&M, 23, Tulane, 24, and Iowa. I was going to say Idaho. Old Iowa. That just sounds weird to say, but uh, I was is is a uh, number twenty five man. They're they're closing it out. So, mm-hmm. out of all these, 
I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, I feel I can get behind the top ten. I think. I think I can yeah, get behind I think the top that's ten. Fair. Well, for the most part. For the most part, maybe move yeah. them around a little bit here and there, but but yeah, that's good. For the for the most part, I think USC is a little too high personally, but but that's my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. Here's where I start really having an issue. Texas, they were eight and five last year. I Why are they starting out? Bias. Why are they starting out eleventh, dude? Yeah, I think that's a name bias. And then, and really what's crazy, if you look at this top 25, if you go ahead and count Texas and Oklahoma as part of the SEC, that's seven SEC teams in the top 25. Obviously, being a Georgia fan, I, uh, I like the SEC. But that's pretty – that's too much. I don't think there's a lot of these teams that deserve to be up here. Here's my problem. TCU, who went 13-2, and made the playoffs, won a playoff, played in the national championship game. Shut out – or not shut out, but – Upset number two. Yeah. You know, they are 17th on this list. 13 yeah. and two. What kind of disrespect is that, man? So what? I, I think. I mean, come on, dude. If you, have to, if you have to break it down, I think part of it doesn't help when you lose, what, 63 to seven? I mean, it was bad. I get it. I get it. But Georgia right. was. But what I'm saying is. Georgia was the top it, team in the country. They're the juggernauts. No one was surprised that Georgia went out there and beat them. No, and, t- and and see, this is where I think Michigan should at least be top five still because Michigan is a great team. But number 17 on this list beats you. And they beat you not just barely, they beat you by, what, 14-plus points? Uh, my memory's short on that. End. I don't it's, remember exactly how many they won, but, but I, knew, I remember it was a it was very high-scoring game. Ohio State deserves to be number two. It was a close game. I can admit that we won because Ohio State missed a kick. We 100% should have lost that. They should have kicked it in and, and been done. Ohio State should be number two. Alabama is not number four. I disagree with that. Alabama is getting another name bias, and they're getting a recruiting bias. You're not a bad team, but you had two close wins that you that you barely won, and you could have easily been an eight and four team. Instead, you went ten and two. Who did you put in front of Alabama? LSU, who beat them out to the uh, SEC championship. So you put LSU in front of Alabama? LSU is going in front of Alabama. I think Alabama is still a top five team. Maybe. But we'll, we'll see. It's just hard because Alabama has, has wrote a bias. And, yeah, I, I'm hating on Alabama. Everybody's like, this guy hates Alabama. He's a Georgia fan. Sure. But you'd be hating on Georgia, too, if we won that many and we still sat top four and and we were that way. It's the same way with anything with any individual or division rival. I feel that Alabama's super high. Why is Tennessee not up there? Why is Tennessee getting no love? Why are they so far down? Because I think Tennessee, obviously, until their quarterback got hurt, I think Tennessee was the mm-hmm. one of the most dominant teams in the country. Oh yeah, no, I, you were definitely all about Tennessee back then with Hendon Hooker hey. and all that. Which was, and what was fair because Hendon Hooker made that team. And that, like Hooker I said, it really wasn't good. it wasn't no bias. It wasn't me hating on Georgia. But, it wasn't me hating I, on Alabama. To me, Tennessee was for a while they're the number one team in the country. You but know I think what, I mean? what hurts Tennessee is how many people they lost. Now that shouldn't matter going into preseason rankings, right? Obviously, how you ended last year should go into this year's rankings. I personally think. I that agree. Your, that your recruiting pool shouldn't matter to your preseason top twenty-five. I don't think I, that should matter. And here's another one, man. Should, Check this out. Let me let me just let's just go to the back end here. Let's. I'm going to start at 19th, right? We'll start at 19th. Okay. Wisconsin, okay. 
Oklahoma, North Carolina, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Tulane, and Iowa. Okay. Okay. Wisconsin, number nineteen. They went seven and six last year. Won a bowl game against mm-hmm. Oklahoma State, twenty-four to seventeen. Oklahoma State, as you can see, is not in the rankings this year. Wisconsin did not have a very good record last year, seven and six. Oklahoma, six and seven last year, six and seven. Not even a winning record. They lost to FSU in their bowl game, 35-2. So you couldn't even win your bowl game at the end of the year, yet you start out 20th? Yeah. yeah. Disregard the fact that you lost to the number eight for the preseason poll. Yes. Disregard like you, you that. Even, you're you tw- couldn't even win your... You're literally 12 spots behind number eight. That could be they lose to a yeah. bad team, and you come out and beat yep. a really good team, and you immediately and leapfrog them. them. Yep. You you're know? on top. I, I hate that. I don't think you're, you're you. There's no way. There's no way you can tell me there's not other teams that deserve to be in there. So then we go down to Carolina, nine and five. They lost to Oregon in the in their bowl game, twenty eight to twenty seven. Close game, but you lost. However, you went nine and five. I I think you know what you kind of deserve to be in that leapfrog. area. You're I, in leapfrog position still. Yeah, I I but I think you deserve to be kind of in that area. But you should be in front of to me. You should be in front of Oklahoma for sure. You should mm-hmm. probably be in front of Wisconsin. I mean, that's my thought process on that, you know? Oregon's number 15 this year. You lost to them by one point. They're five spots ahead, or six spots ahead of you, you know? Ole Miss, eight and five last year, lost to Texas Tech, 42 to 25. You got destroyed. Oh, and by the way, Texas Tech's not ranked. Hmm. I eight and five. Outside of it. Um, let's see. Texas Tech. Got 19 votes. They are technically ranked 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31 technically. Okay, so they're so, yeah, they're right out there on the cusp. But needless to say, they beat you down, and you're ranked in front of them, and you went eight and five. I don't know what Texas Tech went, but but you're eight and five. Here is probably my least. Here's probably my biggest complaint. And this is name. This is Johnny Football put us on our back and made us relevant. And Jimbo Fisher came here, and now all of a sudden we think we're this amazing team. Texas A and M, five and seven, bro. Yep, five and seven. And in their bowl game last year, oh wait, they didn't even make a bowl game. Yeah, if if anything, if you have to be in the top twenty-five, you're twenty-fifth. Yeah. If if you get to be to, in the top twenty five, you're twenty fifth. Here, I, I mean, this is what this is what ticks me off. Tulane, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody says. Well, they're they're playing a smaller division. They do this. Don't care. You still, they still are a weaker team, as you would probably say. And they go play this competition and whatever. They went twelve and two last year. And then, oh by the way, they beat the number six ranked team in the preseason poll in their bowl game, USC. And the Heisman. Right, Caleb Williamson. Right, they beat they beat the Heisman Trophy winner from last year, and they are twenty fourth behind Texas A and M, who went five and seven and didn't even make a bowl game. Well, Come well, on, John, dude. What are we because, doing? Well, it's because USC wanted to play for the big one, and they weren't really caring in the game. Yeah, that's what um, it is. They had yeah. yeah. No, don't matter. They only Tulane. put up forty five points. They really didn't care though. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. Tulane, if anything, out of all these teams. I'm putting Tulane at least at 15. Tulane should be, man. How you? I think they're top and that's the thing. Team. That's what we. That's what I talked to you about, and we'll talk about Anybody? Iowa. 
What is it? Go ahead. Everybody's just hating on that mascot. That mascot is weird. But uh, Iowa, man, they went eight and five and shut out Kentucky twenty-one to nothing last year. Shut them out. They're twenty-fifth again. Texas A&M didn't make a bowl. And you wonder why these no-name colleges, right? As we say, they're no-name. They're not the the marquee names, right? How are they ever supposed to get there, man? Because guess what? If I know if I go and play at Iowa or Tulane, I'm not ever going to get a chance to compete for a national championship. Why is that? Because I'm going to be at the bottom tier. I'm never going to get the people because they know if I... Yeah. If you want to compete for a national championship, you can't go play at Tulane. You need to go to a Florida State, a Georgia, an Alabama, a Michigan, Ohio State. But if we went off the rankings and said, okay, how do you play? Let's move you up. If you continue to win, you continue to move up. Then this playoff system that we're going to go to next year, not this this year right now, but the following year when it expands, that is going to start weeding those weak teams out. You make it to the playoffs, and you get decimated. Hey, big dog, you don't deserve to be right up at the top. Yep. You got you yep. got stomped. You're gonna it's gonna hurt a little bit. These playoffs are they start weighing these playoffs, and a TCU gets destroyed by Georgia. They should drop down like that. You know what I mean? In that format, Correct. we're not to that format yet. I think another you're way giving to look at all. It. The, go ahead, my bad. Go ahead. No, 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 you're go ahead. I, I ran about this. The, 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 the preseason poll has always ticked me off the way they did it. So I think it's one of those things, too. So I don't, I've, I've never mind easy games in college when it comes to, like, your senior nights, right? Like your – because it's like high school. Mm-hmm. You, know, you always line up the easier schools. So I've, I've never been opposed to that. But I do find it funny, and, and I'm poking fun at Georgia here, because we definitely have three very easy tune-up games to start off the season, right? I mean, there are absolutely nobodies in terms of all these other teams. And I know they're set in advance, so it's also hard. They're like two or three years out, right? But it should almost be one of those things to where, okay, so now when we're setting the schedule, the teams like Tulane or like these bottom of the 25 – I think should fill in at least one, if not two, of the games to be like, okay, let's see if they're really ranked appropriately, right? So, like, Georgia, you're going to play Tulane this go year. Hey, Michigan, you're going to play Iowa. You know, Ohio State, you're going to play North Carolina. I don't I don't know if some of these people already lined up or not. I don't know everybody's schedule by heart. What I'm saying is because then it's, it kind of goes back to what you're saying. It's like, okay, so Tulane played Georgia. They got absolutely smoke-checked, you know, like, like TCU did. Okay, so, yeah, we need to draw them back a little bit. But that way, if they start getting the upsets, if they start showing like, oh, wow, Tulane upset Georgia that year. Okay, well, we'll let them play whoever wins the BCS again. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, Tulane's a top-five team now. You know, just however. As long as Tulane's going to have to win out still. You know what I'm saying? Like, Tulane can't go 6-6. Six and six. Yeah, I think Tulane would definitely, like if you're Tulane, right, you definitely have to – it's a harder uphill battle for you, right, to, to compete for a national championship. It's a harder uphill battle. But right now – you're Texas. Oh, okay. Well, Texas. Wow. Go ahead. If we were doing yep. oh, you're, right let's now. Let's go ahead and call the elephant out in the top 25. Can we just go ahead and call out that elephant? Which one? What do you Go ahead. Well, why, why is Notre Dame in the top 25 still? <laughs> because they beat up on Navy, duh. Yeah. Is, is, it, is it only because they get a, a TV deal? Is this it? That's it. The, the one team That's who it, just man. gets to play ACC teams but doesn't have to conform to their standards and gets every single 
game televised? That is it, correct. Why? Hey, Notre Dame, you know who, what you should have to do instead of playing ACC teams? You should just have to play all the top 12 teams. That's what you get every single year. Like, hey, who was the top 12 teams three years ago when we're making our schedule? That's who you get to play. That's your team. Earn your top 12 <laughs> spot. Oh, you went 0-12? Maybe you should have never been top 25 to begin with. Yeah, it's definitely namesake. That's definitely 100%. It. 100%. It's fan so, base and namesake. There's a reason yep. why when Georgia played Notre Dame, those tickets were ungodly amounts of money. Well, it's the reason that, like, I don't know, when was it Notre Dame played? Uh, oh, man, it's been forever ago. The last time Notre Dame was, like, legitimately, like, oh, people were getting hyped up at them. And I don't remember like who 70s. they played. I want to say it was Alabama. Uh, yeah. No, 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 when they were legitimately decent. This was about about 10 years ago, almost now. I remember I was working at uh, I was working nighttime security at the club. And, oh, uh, this is back when they had, they the, had uh, it down. the guy with the fake girlfriend, right? Uh, with two, with two, or something like that. Was it maybe, the, 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 maybe the around that time? Yeah, yeah, it may have been around that time. But anyways, they were really, they were really actually a decent team that year, and uh, they went on to play like I think Alabama, and they were like supposed they were favored to beat Alabama. It didn't happen. And it's just been yeah. downhill ever since then. Every time they step up to play a comp, like a legit competition, they get decimated, man. They yeah. get embarrassed. They and then and then the announcers will be like, "Well, you know, it just, Notre Dame hasn't played their best game tonight." No, Notre Dame played real talent. They played a team that is talented on all fronts, not just a team that had a good corner or nice quarterback or decent offensive line. No, they played a team that was talented all the way around. That. Half this team yep. is going to end up pro. That's who they played. Yeah, yeah. At some point, or the statistically, this whole team is going to end up with a ring at some point in the BCS. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's the right. other thing. It's like you you bring up the real competition. I know we're beating the dead horse. Probably need to move on. But like Bo Nix leaving the SEC and going yeah. to Oregon. Well, of course, Bo Nix had a great time out in Oregon because he's not playing the SEC teams anymore. There's a reason why when you look at him at Auburn you wanted to play against him because you knew you were going to win because he's going to throw, like, three interceptions. And we saw it when they played Georgia. They got absolutely checked, and then he did good for the rest of the season. (laughs) He had his chance. He had his chance to make a statement. He made it all right. I'll I'll leave it here. I think you should be guaranteed at least a top 15 spot if you have won a title in the past, like, seven, eight years. I think that's fair. I think if you have a title, you should be – because that means like you're you can win it, right? Like there's a chance like this mm-hmm. team has shown they can win, and that's kind of helps with these 100 what 60 odd teams to kind of narrow it down a little bit more. But once you fall out of that range, it's like you got to earn it back, big dog. I feel like whatever the end of the season poll is, because you know every year after the uh, the bowl games they do an end of season ranking. Whatever that end of season ranking is, they should be ranked at starting week one. How do you how does the ranking change before they ever play another game? Yeah, that's that's it, my issue. I think because we're basing it off of who left and who do we have coming in as well. So like TCU, TCU losing Max Dugan, I think we can agree is going to hurt them. But seventeen we, is way way too low still. TCU, I don't know who I would shift out of the top ten, but they're top ten. Still. Well, we would we could we could assume that yes, it is. But then think about this. Think about Alabama, and then we'll move on. Think about Alabama. All them years, Alabama would lose this Heisman winning running back. They would lose this stud quarterback, this stud wide receiver, whatever it was. And the next dude would just come in and be just like nothing ever changed. The same. They're out there still crushing it, yeah. running it down yeah. your throat. 
So we would assume like yes. But you don't know, man. TCU may have a dude in weight that's been yep. learning and learning and learning, and he's ready to go out there and just shred it. We don't know. That's true. That's but true. we will soon. That's right. That's right. All right, so go ahead. Let's move before we move on to MLB, man. Go ahead and give me your college football matchups to watch this week. Go ahead and give me a game that you're interested in watching. Man, I'm going to be straight up with you. I have, between changing units in the Marine Corps and changing jobs, I knew college football was coming up, but I've completely forgot to even look at who's playing who. I just know that Georgia's playing absolutely nobody again for the first three weeks. <laughs> well, uh, the only the only ranking-to-ranking ranking matchup, and this is going to say a lot, I think. This is, this is probably my number one, and I, as I would think a lot of people, number one game to watch, and that's LSU number five going to take on number eight FSU. That's going to say a lot. Okay. Yep. And then uh, I, I, I guess who, who, I, whoever primetime's playing too, whoever he's going against, we'll see who how he's coaching. TCU. That's my game to watch. TCU. Yeah, Colorado. Then TCU. That's another one. Also got number twenty-one UNC, North Carolina. They're going to take on South Carolina, and I actually had the upset South Carolina winning that one. And uh, I got Colorado versus number seventeen TCU. I think TCU beats Colorado, and then I got Florida taking on number fourteen Utah. That one to me, those two teams when they play seem to clash hard against each other, and I'm going to go ahead and give this one to number 14 Utah. So Fair. those are my games to watch. We will see how they play out, and I'll give everybody a recap next week on how well I did or how horrible I did. So we'll go ahead and uh, we'll keep this uh, tally running here of how well Ray Ray and I do with our NFL picks each I'm week. Cast- I'm going to pass 409 out on that one. <laughs> and see who uh, see who who is the better in the end. we got to get our primetime picks running in uh, Discord again so people can compete yep. as well. Let's so do I'll it. I'll set that up tomorrow. But uh, All right, man. Well, let's roll into the MLB and uh, the playoff pitcher and all that. And then, uh, then we'll go ahead and get ready to close this bad boy up. All right, so as we can tell, we're going into, what, September next month, and uh, so it's only one more month of baseball before we get into October. And as things stand <laughs> now, if, uh, you know, so at the top of the list we have the Baltimore Orioles are just now edging out Tampa Bay, who started out on fire. It's now actually falling back in in, in the records. It just went from, what, the one seed majority of the year to about the fourth seed when it comes over to the AL. Seattle is putting up a fight. They're edging out Houston and Texas so they can at least win their pennant for their division. But then the Twins, they're they are kind of coasting for baseball standards. They're seven games above the Guardians. So as long as they just win out another two, three series, and as long as the Guardians just don't go on some kind of crazy win streak, the Twins will be fine and they'll be able to coast on in. Now, when we look at the other side of it, I think we can agree that Atlanta and L.A., I want to use the word guaranteed, but as close as you can get to guaranteed in sports, they're both 13 games over the person behind them for their divisions. Pretty much the closest you can get to guaranteeing a spot, right? Well, I I think I've seen something that said they're 100%. Both those are the only two teams that are 100% in the playoffs. Maybe not number one, but even if they lose out and everybody was to win out, 
the statistically yeah. they still could not be taken out of the playoff. Okay, yeah. So they're 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 guaranteed a playoff berth. I think at this point, if you're Atlanta, you're just playing for that 100 game win. And and LA too, right? You're just going for a 100 game season because I believe LA is at 83 and Atlanta is at 85. No, LA is at 81. Excuse me. They both can do it. And you know, it's one of those things like, yeah, who who doesn't want to win the the 100, right? But let's mm-hmm. not get hurt doing it. Let's go ahead and plan for October. I'm okay going cold in September. And then you have Chicago, who's just trying to ruin any chances for Milwaukee. Uh, they're only five behind, and if Chicago can take that over, I think Milwaukee's just going to fall to the wayside. Now, all that being said, to understand some standings everywhere, I know I didn't break down east-west and everything, but you kind of know your ALs and NLs, what's going on. If October was next month, if we were in September, and we were to go to the chips today, this is how things would break down, and I'll let you know who I have, who taking what. So the Orioles and the Mariners are going to get a bye. Number three, Twins, would take on the number six, Astros. And the number four, Rays, would take on the number five, Rangers. Okay, so this is over on the AL side. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't pull for the Astros. I just can't do it. Nope. Just just cannot ever pull for the Astros until they want to come out and totally repent and throw their rings into the lava in the fiery pits of Mordor and completely get rid of those <laughs> rings. And But until then, uh, do I think they'll win it? Unfortunately, I do. But I'm pulling for the Twins all day, every day. And twice on Sunday? Against, yeah, oh, yeah. Anybody against the Astros, man, because they got that choice last name that everybody else knows that uh, I've almost said a few times already. And you got the number four Rays <laughs> taking on the number five Rangers. Again, I think the Rays will show up come October. I think this is just a cold streak that they've gone in. Baseball is a thing of streaks. I don't think Texas is getting any representation after the first round. I think the Rays are going to edge out the Rangers, and then they'll get to go on, and they'll get to figure all that out together. What do you have to say about the AL, John? What's your take on that? I agree with all those. I got I got Tampa Bay, Rangers, and Astros. Uh, coming up right at the end of it all, so I don't think anybody's gonna, uh, you know, unseat them. I can honestly see all those divisions or all those, excuse me, all those positions staying the same and those teams facing each other. And uh, I'm gonna have to align with you 100% on this. I think Tampa Bay does beat the Rangers, and I can't root for Houston. Sorry. So anybody against Houston, Houston against the world, all that. So. I got you, man. I, I agree. Hate, I hate it. I hate it for the fans because they're just having to live with it too. It's too late to turn coat. You just got to live, ride or die, baby. So over on the NL side, we have the Braves and the Dodgers. I think they just one hundred percent get the buy. Uh, I know we just talked about them being able to get a guaranteed spot, but I just don't see them giving up a thirteen game lead. No, I just don't see how that happens. So then we have the number three Brewers taking on the number six Diamondbacks, and the number four Phillies versus the number six Cubs. This is over on the NL side, just in case uh, no one knew that, because I know I, at one point in time, would have been confused listening to that. So between the Brewers and the Diamondbacks, I'm going to have to go with the Brewers. Uh, They're going to edge out the Diamondbacks, and mainly because the Diamondbacks are my wife's hometown team, so I hope they lose it. And they've also (laughs) ruined a few championships for the Braves in the past. So if sports tell us anything, it's that for whatever reason, certain teams usually beat other teams. Another reason why I'm glad the Padres do not have a chance they also like to ruin things for the Braves. Uh, okay. I know that makes you happy and sad to hear at the same time, though. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and put that underhand jab in there. Just go ahead and slide that on in there. I got you. I, I'm glad they're not there because that means that we probably won it. Well, y'all beat us out last year, did you not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. We was almost yeah, in the World Series. And then, and then and then with the Morgan Wallen song, 98 Braves, I'm pretty sure I looked it up, and that's who we lost to as well. So <laughs> it's, it's always – I'm telling you, man, history in baseball is just a plague. Well, I anyway, would tell you our slogan in, in San Diego, but this is a family-friendly show. So That one will be posted in the Discord. Anyway, <laughs> I also have Philly winning, though, because Bryce Harper is like a man on a mission. I cannot stand you, Bryce Harper. I wish you would tear your arm again. I don't wish that on many people, but you are one of them. God. But anyway, ga- game respect game. That man is on a mission, and he wants to win the chip, and he is showing that even coming off that surgery still, you can't keep him down, and you cannot keep him away. Like we talked about before, I think I told you it took him like four months to six months. I don't remember the exact thing. I've lost that that knowledge. On a surgery that usually takes a year for people to get better, this man has come back and, and is out there. But anyway... Yeah, so I have Philly winning it just due to that, but I really hope that the Cubs edge them out and that Philly and Tommy from the pawn shop that works for my family uh, can go home and cry. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, all right. So, NL. I agree with most of the stuff you said here. Most of the stuff. However, I'm a little torn here. Uh, Yesterday... I picked it one way. Today, I think I'm going to pick it the other way. Arizona doesn't make it. I'm okay with that. And part of the reason Arizona doesn't make it is because me and Freddie got a bet. We went and watched the Padres together, and they both... The Padres lost both games. Uh, They were good games, but we enjoyed it. Uh, The Padres got beat down the second game. My boy Brandon got his tickets. It was, it, it 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 was a good time, man. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. But uh, but Freddie has a uh, half sleeve all Arizona, and I asked him to tell me when's the last time Arizona won any championship in anything. And uh, Freddie was quiet. So with that being said, Arizona doesn't make the playoffs, and I originally had the Cincinnati Reds coming in and them upsetting the Brewers. However, this time I actually think forty nine. Excuse me, forty nine ers. <laughs> the Giants, San Francisco Giants. I think they come in, man. I think they they squeak in. They've already passed the Reds. The Reds seem to be on a little bit of a slump right now. Uh, I think that the Giants slide in. Phillies do beat the Cubs, like you said. But I think the Giants upset the Brewers. I think the Giants upset the Brewers, man. I think the Brewers aren't, aren't... I think that in the best of three, San Francisco can win it. And they're going to find a way and move forward, man. So that is my take on that. Freddie, I know you're listening to this. You ain't getting that jersey. I'll make sure that you uh, – just make sure you send me a Tatis jersey when this is all said and done. I'll show you which one I want. So that's my take, man, on the MLB race. I think it's pretty much going to stay the same except for the Giants are going to slide in there and dethrone Arizona for that last spot. So. It'll, be, it'll be interesting to see because they are tied up right now with uh, 68 wins apiece. However, since he does have two more losses, 
So mm. the Giants mm-hmm. got some games to make up. And the Giants are only games. half a game behind Arizona right now. That is correct. So. But they're also 13 and a half behind L.A. to Cincy, seven behind Milwaukee. So we'll see how these leagues shape up. But if anything, just remember, you are not an Oakland fan. You are not 38 and 94, and you're not a KC fan who's 41 and 92. So the real question I have is who will end up being the worst in the league this year? Will it be Oakland or will it be KC? Who will make it to 100 losses first, or will one of them make it to 50 wins? That's the real race going on. Oakland's going to be the worst. I mean, this isn't even a question. Well, they got like 12 fans. Three-game difference, baby. That's it. It's a three-game difference between the two. It's a race for, for last. We got one team thirty-seven and a half behind and twenty-eight and a half behind. I don't. I think. I think Oakland has more losses than they do fans. Come on, dude. We, yeah, we know better than this. We know better than they this. Put, they put that, how that they, beautiful I, Kelly Green to shame. Uh, how do they even afford down, to pay for those? How do they even afford to afford to to pay their players? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Because there's how, no way you rich get history. People. A rich yeah. history and a lot of money in the bank for this rainy day. That's that. That is the savings account is being spent. It's being drained. Oh man. Well, uh, you wanna you wanna touch real quick on your boy uh, Shohei before we roll out? Oh yeah. Let's we'll, we'll go ahead and address the uh, what the UCL tear in the room. So it is pretty interesting. We'll see how that plans <laughs> out with him being injured. He obviously can't pitch anymore. But the doctor did come out and say if y'all still want him to hit, he can. And the question here is, will they have him hit because he's going into that free agency, and is it going to turn into, hey, let's just tear him up so that way he has to heal here and we can keep this talent? Or if he does leave, we're going to be sending a broken toy to the next person and they can fix it. And this isn't his first injury. I believe he's had Tommy John before, and now we are with with more tears. So he's a young gun going into free agency injured. Uh, that's just not – it's not easy. That's a hard risk to take on somebody. I think the answer is yes. They are going to run him in the ground and use him and squeeze every little bit of life out of him that they can before they throw him to the side for somebody else to spend money on and be upset that they got a broken, you know, malfunctioning toy. So, yes. Yeah, I mean, because the Angels have no shot. They're 13 games behind Houston. So they just mm. they don't have a shot. And to keep in mind, it's Seattle, Texas at a half a game behind Seattle, Houston a game behind Texas or behind Seattle. And like we've already discussed, these three teams were in the if we played today. So LA has really no chance of making a berth. I mean, it's it's very it's a very 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 long shot. I would have to say, yeah. if anything, but until it's zero, I think they're going to at least try. Oh yeah, well they're gonna be. That's gonna be the thing, right? They're gonna be like, hey, we need you to go out there and do something. We we still have a chance to get a ring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, if I was him, I would just refuse to play. I'd be, hey, I'm hurt. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Why are we even having because this at conversation? The of, at the end of the oh. day, I care about my health and my stock my more than I do. Correct. Yeah. Because if I can't play, I mean, let's just—he's already made a lot of money. But out of everybody mm-hmm. here, even the listeners, if you were in your twenties you would probably want to stay healthy so you could keep playing too. It's about how much can I put in the bank and put behind me. So, Well, that wraps up all that then. Go ahead, man. You got a, you got a fact of the week for me for this first episode of Season 2? Yeah, I sure do. So keeping on the baseball topic, and the average MLB game that took us usually three hours 
to four hours, mm-hmm. and now thanks to the clock, two and a half to three, which saves us a lot of time. There's still only 18 minutes of action in the average MLB game. <laughs> you like you like ruining that that mindset for us that we actually get to watch sports for hours when really we're only watching sports and staring we're, at the yeah, screen for the rest yeah, of the time. Yeah, really, we're just drinking thanks. beer and eating food and uh, high fiving friends. Yep. And watching and the yelling. clock run down. That's, That's right. right. So uh, I'll, I'll caveat and say I'm not much of a soccer fan, but my God, you go to a game and it's fun because of the section. I don't know what's going on half the time because everything's being shouted in a foreign language, but at <laughs> least they're moving that ball back and forth and I'm watching people get kicked and doing something. So I can see why people like it because that that's is... That's why I like hockey. That is it. Yeah, it's, it's play the whole time in those two sports, yep. even though... Something one sport might be prima donnas. Maybe. So last season, I'm gonna go ahead and give this shout out to my boy Silva, so he'll be happy. Last season, Jalen Hurts had more rushing touchdowns than the Buccaneers and Texans combined. The Bucks had five, the Texans had seven for a total of twelve. That's sad. Jalen Hurts had thirteen rushing touchdowns last year. You can't stop that Philly special with that quarterback sneak. <laughs> <laughs> so yep that is my fact of the week so on to that you got any shout outs this week to start this season man to start off this sheet season i'm just gonna shout out uh we'll, we'll bring it back to lionel messi coming to the mls they haven't lost a game since he's come back since he has joined miami went from a lot of losses a win and a draw to they have not lost a single game they won the championship so, to put that in perspective, when Zoltan the Lion came and played for LA Galaxy, that did not happen. And Zoltan talked about how he was, like, in the back end of his prime. Uh, you can't argue and say that Messi is on the back end of his prime or whatever. Uh, no, Messi was the better player. And same thing when David Beckham came to Miami. David Beckham did not win every game. So, shout out to him and proving exactly just how dominant he is in soccer right. or football, whatever you want. Well, I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out to uh... – to my recruiting class that I just got through. So obviously we took some time away for the show one because sports kind of died out, you know what we're talking about. And uh, we want to make sure we give y'all quality shows and two, because as Ray Ray said, he was, you know, in the process of moving and starting a new job and all this. I'm in that process right now. I just spent the last seven weeks training in California to be a recruiter that is moving from Tennessee to California. So I'll be in the midst of moving here in a minute too, but uh, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to all my uh, all the Marines that I trained with in uh, basic PSR school, five tech twenty three. It was an honor to uh, to be there with y'all. I would have to say it's probably one of the tightest classes uh, I've ever been a part of for anything. We only really had one uh, one person that was an issue and. He made himself an issue, by the way, uh, by being underhanded. Besides that, man, everything else, everybody else was like super close, super tight, put the hours in to help each other, um, you know, would, would do anything to help each other, man. And uh, it honestly felt like at the end of it all, we were breaking up a, a you know, a, a brotherhood. Yeah. So we still have the group chat. We're still talking in it daily, you know, cracking jokes, talking trash. So. I'm sure over time it will slow down as we all settle into our new careers and get busy, but I definitely feel like I've made some long life friends that I can reach out to anytime. And like I said, Silva, 
Presley, them two are going to be working right there with me in California. They already live there, so they don't have to travel across country. But, you know, Presley's going to be working in the exact same office. Silva's going to be working 30 minutes away or so. And uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to get out there and excited to get out. So shout out to 5Tech23, all the recruiters. Make your money. Get out there. Crush it, man. And I, and I hope to see you all down the line again and work with you all. So, oh, also, shout out to my instructors, Gunny Vidal and Gunny Torres. They were awesome. You know, they're old heads of the uh, of the PSR community. And by, when I say old heads, they really aren't that old in the game. But, you know, they're getting ready to start being in the next few years to be the senior men in that community, the senior recruiters. So, appreciate y'all instilling y'all's knowledge. I'm going to be working with Gunny Torres a little bit more. So, that should be entertaining. He's funny. Going to be dolls a trip. He's right on the corner. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited about this. So shout out to all y'all. Appreciate y'all. Now I'm done. Are you, are you sure? So, it sounds like you might have a well, little since you bit put it that way. Go. I mean, you might as well just go ahead and thank the president, your wife. Don't make me hit the soundboard. No, don't make me hit the soundboard on you. Look, don't don't do the soundboard. Then people can't hit the uh, soundboard, John. They can't hear it, but you can. Look. So, well, well with that, that right? Time. It is it's that time, like, man. I, I'm gonna have to go. I don't know if you can hear my phone vibrating in the background or not. As my therapist calls me to go talk about the uh, this upcoming year with the Atlanta <laughs> Falcons, because God knows that I'm going to have to have some oh, after these past God. ones. So I gotta go You're take. Turn this. that off or it what? Was, <laughs> How, are you gonna make me mute my guy? Oh I'm gonna my. forget. I'm gonna have to call him back. Look, John, I gotta go. I gotta go to therapy already because oh I gotta get ahead God. of this heartbreak that's coming. Oh man, hey. So hey, with that, we're late to work sports. We appreciate y'all tuning in for the first episode of season two. Come watch us for more. Follow us on social media. Check us on our, on our website. You can get that on our social media as well. Late to work sports. That's what all of them are. And hey, we out. See ya.